Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake, Ollie. Hi, Jake. And Dan. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hello, chaps. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about whether four centre-backs are enough at the club, uh, the new home kit and another, and another Twitter meltdown, and whether or not we'll be heading back to Fotter Island for a third pre-season in a row. Let's let's get started then with the with the centre backs at the club. I am of the opinion that we should get someone in similar to how we did with Josh Ginelli. Mm. Uh, I think the four that we've got are okay in terms of like the squad depth at the moment, but yeah. the last two seasons we've had unbelievable injuries. Yeah, Hunts and. Tom Clark getting on a bit. There's nothing to say that they're not going to be maybe a little bit more prone to picking up an injury. So I don't yeah. think it'd do any harm to maybe whether that's promoting someone from the academy or like Jack Armour who's just signed. Yeah. So uh, do you want five centre backs in total? Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think it'd be a bad thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, Story and Davis are well. The back end of last season, they are the main two. Um, if Clark's ever fit, then he'll be in there. Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind five, but I think with the four, as long as we move Huntington out and bring in an adequate kind of more solid um, player at the level and keep Tom Clark, I, I don't think we need five because Story and Davis are going to start every week, um, no matter no matter who else comes in. Um, and Tom Clark can offer right back and centre back, so I'd definitely stay with Tom Clark. Um, we've been linked with Tapazoli, haven't we? Um, he's six yeah. foot six. But I just yeah, think five's too many. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. left Peterborough. He's on a free, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, without wanting to curse anything, and fingers crossed, Story and Davis have actually managed to keep relatively fit. While they've been in the side, haven't they? So yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll we're necessarily going to struggle with their fitness. But well, talking of the fitness, was there not a point where Story was playing with an injury toward the end of the season? Yeah, Story was playing. I think the last ten games through a through a knock, and you could tell to be honest with his performances. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, he did dip. Yeah, Partic- that was particularly probably... against uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I'd say probably on the last home game, he was he was noticeably. Yard yeah. or two off the pace. Yeah. We got Sheffield Wednesday game. The red and away game stands out for me. Um, it was absolutely shocking that day. And then Wigan away, he was, he was poor as well. But I, I'd say that was as much down to mental fatigue as well. Um, yeah. But I, I just think, Jake, I just if you have five centre-backs, one's going to be in the stand every week and it's probably going to be the same player. 
Yeah, so, but I think that that's why I was saying if we bring someone in sort of, you know, like we did with Janelli from Walsall and it was clear from the get-go with him that he was never going to feature this season. And obviously he got game yeah. time toward the end of the season. Well, then the obvious option for a centre-back who'd probably be happy enough to be in the stands would be Jack Armour. But my my concern with him, I mentioned it in our group chat before, was he just doesn't look like a centre-back to me. He'll be on loan, actually. He's very skinny. Yeah, he's a big one though, isn't he? As in tall. He's, no, like, he's, tall, he's just yeah. a lanky guy, isn't he? Um, was he six five? I think he's six four, six five. Yeah. Six, four, yeah. I, I just can't see him featuring at all, Jake. I, I know what you mean about Janelli, but when you're bringing in a winger, it's a lot easier to integrate him into the squad. Sure. Yeah. Bring him on for the last ten minutes. You can't do that with a centre back. So yeah. For me, I'd go Davis, Story, Clark. Plus one bring, Yeah, bring another in and, and let Huntington go. Uh, but I think bringing one in depends on one of the two experienced ones leaving. When it went tits up at Norwich for Alex Neal, one of the things he said was that he kept the experienced players in the squad for too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, is, he, is, he is one of those who's very savvy and cautious of not making the same mistakes twice, isn't he? Yeah. He did that, he did that from September to... When did Story come in? January. Yeah, but he had a, he he had a run, didn't he, in the cup and he played well and people were like, oh, I bet him and Davis would be really good, blah, blah, blah. And then he got put in and never yeah. really looked back. Yeah, but I don't, I just don't know how many teams have five centre-backs. So yeah. I think yeah. four, four is a, a solid number. I mean, uh, in, in, in the first team, I'd say there's not a lot outside the Prem. That there's, there's barely any, Dan. Even Man City only have four, don't they? They've got two left-footers and two right-footers. And Man City also have, only have two strikers. They've got a very strange squad, Man City. I think that's important, though, what you've just said there, having the right balance in terms of... Uh, I remember, was it under uh, Graham Wesley when he was just bringing centre-backs in for the sake of bringing centre-backs in? Yeah. And it was only when Grayson came in that we actually had a bit <laughs> of balance. fucking Brown. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... The way that oh, Neil wants to front, play, they, so. yeah, yeah. The way that Neil wants to play, you do need a left footer on the left. Yeah. So if we bring someone in, I think we'll aim for that left footer. Um, Tapazoli's well left footed, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's quite likely from what I've heard. Um, so well, I think that moves us on to uh, the next section, if you will, uh, in terms of areas that. We're looking, or could potentially be looking at bringing players in. Yeah. Um, obviously, centre backs is going to be one of those areas. Uh, with Tafazoli, Semi Ajayi has been mentioned as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've I've heard I've heard a bit about him. I think the thing is with him, and with Will Walks at Rotherham as well. I think bigger teams will be in for him. Yeah, so, and that's always well, you, going to be you, the issue. You, us, you mentioned it? yesterday, Ollie, didn't you? The Volks might be off to the Prem. Really? Yeah, yeah Sheffield United are strongly linked, and then you've got Cardiff, uh, who've just come down. So I yeah. think, similar case with Ajay, he's also got a year left on his contract as well, and um, he's got what's, 10 Nigeria caps, I think, as well. And, what's, uh, what's funny about Ajay is um, I mentioned his first him to name you, semi. didn't I? Well, that's funny as well. But I, I mentioned him to you, didn't I, Ollie? Uh, Did a you? Few, a, a few weeks uh, before we were actually linked with him because um, I know, what's his name, Brian Silk, the uh, 
head steward at Deepdale, who's a massive Rotherham fan. Shout out to Brian Silk, he's a fucking lad and he's got a great moustache. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, he always comes up and says hello to me when uh, when I'm on. on yeah, the we don't need to hear your life story, Dan. <laughs> Come on, no, but, no, but I mean, he was um, he was championing uh, good old Semi. Yeah, the, the <laughs> thing is, well, we all love a Semi, don't we? Yeah, and he yeah. and he said he said well, soon as we're going down, I'd quite like to see him come here, and I was like, yeah, go on. So yeah. I wasn't he the Fjord. highest scoring centre back in the league as well? Or yeah, one of he the was. Yeah. He, he does was. pop up. I think he scored eight. Yeah, eight, eight or nine goals with the majority passed. coming from set pieces. Yeah. That doesn't make you a good yeah. defender, though. Um, well, obviously but not, he's, but... he's six foot six. He can play right back. He play centre mid. He's athletic. He's what we've been lacking. But he played right back against us, didn't he? And he was yeah. awful. I don't really, I don't really like having a big guy at right back. No, nah, the way the game's going, I think it, it it's it's a popular option. The way the game's going, um, but I, I think he's out of our price range, to be honest, Jake. So, it, looking at centre backs, I'm, how much you reckon they want for him? I'm, I'd say over three mil. The deal. From what from He's, what I've read, anyway. So they don't want to lose him, mm-hmm. uh, and so I just think. So you reckon Tafazoli would be the more likely of? I think he's quite likely. Yeah. I think the he's, ones. If I have to bet on on a, a centre back coming in, I'd say Tafazoli. Yeah. yeah so especially because Big Sammy's right footed as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, keepers. Obviously, we mentioned. Uh, Adam Davis from Barnsley and the piece that I wrote, which seems to have wound a few people up online, um, especially the Declan Rudd fan club. Uh, but he yeah. seems, for all intents and purposes, to have already, if not very soon, have signed for Stoke. Yeah. Then uh, there's obviously the Joe Hart link from sort of last, was it last January? Yeah. Uh, yeah, rings a bell, yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I can't really see that happening. No, I, I don't I see that happening at all. Rovers were in for him as well. Uh, well, it was it was a whole it was a whole strange thing that wasn't it? Because people seemed to be sure that we were going to get a Burnley keeper on loan, and at first it was Tom Eaton, then he started playing for them. Yeah, it was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was always Joe Hart that we were in for. Um, yeah. I can't see him signing. I, I, I think it's going to be Murich. I'm pretty. I, I, I don't fancy Hart to be honest. No, I don't think anyone does, apart from himself. If, if we want, if we want a bad keeper who's prone to making mistakes, we might as well just stick Crow in and be done with. Or stick with Declan Dud. Um, or him, yeah. I think looking at it, I think it's going to be Murich coming in, but it might have to be um, oh, a long into game. August. Yeah, in, into August, which is not ideal. Um, no, you, you want them to have the full pre-season, don't you, to get some defence yeah. in front of them? But I mean, I, I think I'm right in saying that we're all not particularly keen on Declan Rudd being the number one for the whole season. Absolutely not. Um, but if if Murich was to come in and if it was August, I think having someone like Rudd at the club who could start the season, mm-hmm. if he was in the form that he was in... But then, but then we, we risked starting the, the season in a similar way to last year. Well, I, th- I yeah, think the bigger issue, but under different circumstances. Well, the, I think the point I'm trying to make is that it, if it meant getting Murich in and giving him a couple of weeks to settle in, if it if he came in late, mm. I don't think having Rudd in that would be. I think that's. I, I don't think that's within the question. Um, I think. I think if if that was going to be the case, it'd be Ripley playing. It would be Ripley. Oh, Christ, Yeah, completely forgot um, that. 
because we need yeah. to get Rudd out out of the club and Maxwell. So we're not a free keepers well, on the backs. What sort of wages? Unless, unless it's a pre-season game, I don't think we're going to see Maxwell in North End colours again. No, nah, he's not allowed within 50 metres of uh, Darnell Fisher anyway. So. <laughs> um, keepers have been Alex Neal's biggest issue as a manager. If you look at it, he had um, he had McGovern, he had Ruddy, and Norwich. He had Rudd at Norwich, and then he came in here. He signed Michael Croke for some reason that only Alex well, he Neal knows. He wanted a third choice, really, didn't he? And he, yeah, I, I assume Croke just made. I thought he would have signed a real goalkeeper. I thought he would have signed a real goalkeeper, not a not just a random lad off the street. Um, and then he's obviously got Declan Rudd, Chris Maxwell. And then he wanted Joe Hart. Now he wants Murich. And then also the Alan, Alan Kelly situation. So, yeah, is it, the whole goalkeeper thing's a bit strange. It needs sorting out. So, is, is Jack Cooper still our goalkeeper coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a problem to be honest. Uh, I don't know enough about it. Dean Kelly came in and then buggered off after six yeah. weeks as well, and he's well, I'm, uh, I'm, at I'm, West Ham or Palace. Is that Palace? Yeah. Oh, Palace. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm one of those people who, without knowing too much about coaching, from a fan's perspective, it's strange to see a coach who looks about 18 coaching two goalkeepers who are wrong side of 25. I think he's. I just, I, I just think don't know how much they respect his methods, and that's why I don't yeah. like Jack Cudworth in the role. Yeah, as I say, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of that, but. I think if that was the main issue, I think Neil would have looked at a goalkeeper coach this summer. And that doesn't look like it's happening. So I think we'll stick with Cudworth, but actually get a keeper who can command his area. And Murich is six foot six. Um, cover his area, can't we? He's just a massive, massive bastard. Um, and that's what we need in net. Someone scary. Yeah. <laughs> like Stuckman. So, yeah, Both but a better Stuckman. version. A better version of Stuckman. And then I'd, have, I'd have Stuckman back. I'd have Stuckman back if it meant Declan Dud never played again. Um, <laughs> so that, that's obviously a key area. So yeah, it's goalkeeper. Um, it's one so, though as well that I suspect through the summer will change. There'll probably be more names coming in and out of the rumour uh, sphere, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I just think Murich is nailed on me. I just think we'll, unless something changes, but. Will be made to wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's just me guessing based on Nemecha last season. Because Nemecha went on tour with City. Um, oh, yeah, he was yeah, a late one, wasn't he? Nemecha? Scored that goal against Bayern in the pre-season, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Play, he just played four... for us. Yeah, he played four games for them. So, um, and especially with the internationals as well. So, Edison will be away on internationals. So, I just think they might keep around. But we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. Um, in terms of midfield, then, a um, couple of names that we've been linked with. Obviously, Luca Connell is probably one of the more common ones, uh, but I, I just can't see that happening, to be honest. Young lad, he's being courted by Premier League clubs. Mm. I mean, it's all right from a fan's point of view saying, oh, yeah, well, you want game time at that age and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I'd be surprised if it happened. And then yeah. the other one is. Uh, Sam Morsey, that's been mentioned as well. Yeah, uh, that's he his kind of similar. Box, doesn't he? 
I think that's a similar kind of situation to Semi Ajayi. So I think there probably is interest, but I just think we're going to be priced out. Yeah. Um, the, thing about, the thing about Luke O'Connell is um, the first team football might genuinely be an issue because uh, Norwich was strongly linked with him recently and apparently they've really called their interest because they've just accepted that they won't be able to offer him in, in the football that he wants. I think that one's quite likely. I think Connell's quite likely. Do you reckon? Yeah. It'll be a it'll, it'll be a local move for him. Possibility yeah. of decent first team football. Yeah, I, I he knows he, he knows he's going to get paid. Yeah, so Dan, I mean, it's all it's all the step up, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, I, I agree. No, Dan, I agree with you there. I think that is, I think that's quite likely. Connell got yeah. a feeling about that one. Just um, make sure he gets a haircut when he comes in, and we'll be fine. Yeah, it looks a bit like you at the moment. Yeah, but in terms of actual midfielders. Um, we've obviously not been linked with many, but the one that's cropped up in the last couple of days has been Luka Ilic. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if anyone's heard of him, uh, but he's, he's on loan from he's, he's at City on loan to Breda in Holland. Uh, he's left-footed. He's very technical, similar to uh, Bersant Celina or Selina. Yeah, and um, Alex Neil actually wanted him a year ago. Uh, but again, we were priced out. He we went to Swansea. Oh, Selena, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wanted Selena, and they are pretty similar. Um, so that could be an option as kind of a, a number eight or a number ten, something a bit different at home, especially. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I quite like the look of him. He's got a brother as well, which I found out when I was trying to research him, and I was yeah, like, he's, oh. he's got a twin brother, yeah. Yeah, he plays yeah. a little bit deeper. Yeah, they both signed for Man City at the same time for about five million pound. So. They were, they were very highly rated a couple of years ago. Um, Serbia, I think he's Serbia, under 21. Yeah, that's Serbian. Um, so he's very technical. Apparently he takes a good set piece as well. You, you could so, argue, though, that of all the positions in the squad, midfield's probably the the one that we least need at the, at the moment. It's probably well, it, it's, the list. It's the, it's the one where we've got the most numbers. Yeah, yeah. we've got quantity, yeah. Um, yeah. Not necessarily quality, especially, like you say, Ali, for... For teams that come to Deepdale and yeah, I think if you look at, I'm not sure. This is just off the top of my head, but when Robinson was missing, I think he missed nine games at Deepdale when he was injured. I think we only won two of them. Yeah, we struggle to break teams down at home. Alan Brown's very uh, tenacious. Yeah, he's very tenacious and he, he's good at what he does. But it's just he's not. I mean, he struggles to create stuff when the team really beds in. Yeah. Precisely that. And, yeah. there's, so, and there's only there's only so many screeners he can score. Yeah. I mean you've got <laughs> you've got Josh Harrop. Bag, though, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got Josh Harrop coming back into it as well. Um, and you got uh, you know what? I, I I just don't think Alex Neil fancies Harrop. No, I I can see where you're coming from. Um, but he is an option at the end of the day. Oh yeah, he is. Um, Definitely is. He, he was just, in the he was in the team until he was injured, to be fair, Harrop. Yeah, he well, started the season okay he? for me. No, he was, he was, he was. He started the season okay. Um, played well at Leeds in the Cup. Got a few starts. He actually started on the first day of the season against QPR. And we actually played a 4-1-4-1 with two number 10s. So I think we'll see a lot of that next season as well. Oh. That was something that was scrapped quite early on because of the poor results. Uh, I don't think many people actually noticed it, but we actually used two number 10s. Um so that that's something that we might look to do did, again. Did Brown play in ten that game? 
Yeah, it was Brown and Harrop, number 10s. Uh, Robinson one side, Barku's in the other. And I think Louis Malt started up front. Um, so the idea is there that you just you pin the two opposition number sixes uh, and then you keep whips to pin the full backs and you've got a lot more space in the middle. Uh, it actually worked okay against QPR. So. I think but, then, the but then our, our, of, uh, our uh, only goal was from a set piece. So. Yeah, but if you look at the actual chances created and stuff like that, and then we took that to the Swansea, we lost 1-0 again, but um, chances created were very good. Um, and it actually worked. We dominated possession a lot in, in the early stages, but we've already been over... Well, I've, I've wrote a piece about why we started badly, but it wasn't down to any single thing, but the formation actually looked quite good. But there's no one else, apart from Alan Brown, who can really play there. So we definitely need to ring in like a number 10. Yeah, and the Zillich does look like a really good prospect for that position. And it, yeah. I think it would definitely give us something that we've not had for a couple of seasons, at least. Yeah. Uh, the, you'd probably link him to McGeady without wanting to put too yeah, much pressure on Yeah, he's probably that kind of player. Maybe a bit like Bowden, but a bit more um, central. Athletic, athletic and central, yeah. yeah. Get up and down. Um, so then you could, if Ilicic came, Ilic came in, sorry, he could, I'm not sure if he'd play on the right, cutting in uh, on occasions, but uh, I think there's, we definitely want a winger as well. Well, yeah, I think if, as expected, Robinson leaves, that's a massive, massive hole in the squad. Yeah. Huge. He's, was it one goal every 157 minutes this season? It was something, something, like that. It was something, something like that. that. Yeah. Which was... It's uh, massive for, for a winger, that's insane. Yeah, I think, was it the the second best behind Vrancic who went up with yeah. Norwich? Yeah. I think if you look at the XG and X, X assists, I think he was third or fourth in the league uh, when he was on the pitch. So yeah. for so me, he's, he's top. He's top five players in the league, no doubt for me. And it, obviously, if he goes, he's going to be a huge mess and yeah, and tough to replace. There's still the uncertainty about uh, Barkey as well. We'll come on to the contracts in a bit, but. Yeah, that I mean, you mentioned cool. Louis Malt before. Um, I think he's he's one that's ever since Neil's come in, he's sort of been linked with loan moves or transfers out, or there was interest apparently from Luton in January. Um, there's talk of them potentially reviving that in the summer now that they've had promotion confirmed. And yeah. I think with the forwards, I think it's probably going to be a case of one in, one out. Yeah. Because, I mean, without Malt in the squad, we do only have Maguire and Stockley. Yeah, I think people are forgetting as well that Nemec is gone as well. Well, yeah, exactly. So, maybe we'll bring in a striker and maybe one who, who can do a, do a job wide and up front. So, like Maguire, like Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone like Ashley Hunter from Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's the name that has been mentioned, isn't he? Yeah, I know Dan's quite underwhelmed that he only scored nine goals, I think it was. Last season, but I, I think he's but, one of them. You, you did, uh, you did pacify me with. I mean, his goal contributions are more than all right, aren't they? Because what do you get like ten assists as well? Ten assists, yeah. So he got yeah. twenty. He got he contributed to twenty goals in about forty games. Um, playing in quite a poor Fleetwood team. Yeah. Uh, he's a good age as well. He's quick. He's mobile. So mm. he's one that I'd definitely be interested in. But in terms of actual strikers, I'm. I'm not too sure what kind of uh, road we'll go down with that one. 
Well, I know you've mentioned someone that could maybe do a job out wide. Um, obviously, there's been talk of the big man from Bolton, uh, Sammy Amiobi. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's someone that would underwhelm me a little bit without see, wanting to I put a damper on it. Yeah. The thing is, he's... He's only ever played for four clubs. He's 27. He's not played a great deal of football in his career, really, for his age, when you actually look at it. But out of all the football he's played, he's only ever played one season below championship level. I think, so, it's, I think it's what you class as experience for a level. Yeah, yeah definitely. He, he, de- he definitely fits the experience. I just don't see him coming in and being anything more than a squad player, really. I think yeah. even someone like Ginelli would be above him at the moment. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure, especially especially because I mean, if you, if the LEP had to be taken at their word, which well, debatable, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what Neil, what Neil wants is experience. Yeah, the the thing is as well with with the with the Illich kind of links in the last 24 hours. Um, would that would that sort of negate any possible move for an Amiobi or a Hamilton? Would it, what, would it sort of be either or? Uh, not not a Hamilton, but certainly an Amiobi because they're both left footed. Who's Hamilton? Uh, CJ Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, CJ Hamilton from Manchester. Yeah, good, good old CJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the Stags. I think that the LH link, though, to me, would say that we're not interested in Amiobi. But I was told probably probably going back a month now that um, that he was signing. But that doesn't. Yeah, work. I remember you mentioning so, it. I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, but CJ Hamilton's he's another one. He's left-footed, but he plays on the left. So he's a very different type of player. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's like Barky, but he's a bit more... He's, he's probably got more about him in terms of actual power than Barky's. And, but he's, he's quite a similar player. So I don't know if that says that Barky's going to be off or, or he or, just wants another option. Yeah. Well, there was well, he wants the, he, he, he went, might uh, want a similar option on the other side. Yeah, probably does. Is probably he left-footed Hamilton? Or? Yeah, he's yeah. left-footed. plays uh-huh. on the left and he's left-footed, yeah. I know um, when Alex Neal signed his new contract, there was talk, wasn't there, that Barky would be signing sort of imminently, and obviously that's not happened as of yet. Yeah, I mean, offers on the table, isn't it? Offers on the table. The players have been on holiday, so true, true. Probably see uh, something in the next in the next three or four weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But there's contracts under the table for a lot of players. I think um, I think a lot of them had meetings the week that the season ended. Yeah, before they went on the holiday. So, if you look at the others, uh, there's probably six or seven going into the last year, and then there's a couple more, obviously prized assets, um, who probably got two years left. Who we want to tie up. So, Story, Ben Davis, maybe Josh Earl, but that's a bit of a awkward situation. Wait and see what happens this season, sort of thing. I think. Yeah, I think. I think if Josh Earl yeah. doesn't break into the team this season, he'll want to leave. I, I could see him probably being sold as well, to be honest, whether he wants to leave or not. I think it's one of them that if we sold him, he'd end up going on to have a really good career. I've just got a feeling. Yeah. Um, well, you've but, mentioned the, the possibility of him playing centre-back, haven't you? I think he's a centre-back, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, that maybe he could be the fifth one. Maybe, yeah. If he's kept in and around the squad. Yeah, I suppose especially it, being left-footed, yeah. It that, depends that if, if he gets shipped out or not, because I know there's 
been a lot of talk about him going out on loan. Whether I think that's whether, come from fans more. I was just going to say whether that's more fan talk and what they want as opposed yeah. to what the actual club thinks is best for him. Yeah, I think that's like people talking about Harrop going on loan. I, I don't think there's much chance of that. I can't I see Harrop going out on loan. I can't no. see. I, I think Earl and Harrop will be in and around the squad. Yeah. Um, they're both they're both decent options, really. So in terms of the players going into the last twelve months, there's obviously Rudd, Gallagher, Robinson, uh, Barkays, and Maxwell. Gallagher. I think I that's think, going to be kind of a wait and see. I think, I think I think we might be trying to. I think we might try and keep him on a one year rolling from now on. Yeah, I think we'll just, see. Scout, just see how he goes. Because it, it is. His experience around the squad will be invaluable considering the amount of young players we've got and how long he's been involved with North End, not just... Well, at the moment, his quality is invaluable to us as well. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah. I'm just thinking, as he as he gets older, and you would there expect was... his capability to play yeah, as much I mean... as this season gets less. Yeah. yeah. Him was... still being in around the squad will be massive. <clears throat> yeah, there was definitely examples second half of last season that he was his legs were starting to go the Reading away game just sticks in my mind because I was there but we were just overrun completely um, and I think he ended up being shifted onto the left to kind of stock us up in the midfield and that happened quite a lot during that 12 game unbeaten run it was actually Galley on the left yeah. uh, and Potts in the middle so Potts was doing all the all the donkey work and Galley was just looking pretty on the left-hand side. Well, Bolton away was a prime one, wasn't it? With Gallagher on the left. Yeah, yeah. I think there was four or five games in a row around the Bolton game that he played. He played there, and I think we actually won four four out of the five games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be kind of a wait and see. Uh, and then you've got Robbo and Barkey, uh, and there's big question marks about both of their futures. So, I'm, to be honest, I think people are guessing what's going to happen with those. Yeah, uh, uh, to be honest, I suspect that's probably one of them that no matter who or how many people come out claiming, oh, I've heard this, I've heard that, the only people that probably really know are the, the players themselves. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Worst comes and, to worst, there's two things that are going to happen. We're either going to sell them and get some decent money in or we get another season out of them yeah or they could sign new contracts oh yeah they, they could sign new deals you know it, the, the club's going to have to sell it to them in some way and that'll be money talks so that'll be free wages yeah um, and the, the club will increase the wage bill this year I'm pretty sure of that uh, and it's worth remembering as well I think we've got five or six players off the books now so you look yeah, at, well, like uh, Pringle, or, uh, not O'Connor, uh, Boyle. Boyle, Pringle, Bill, Spur. Spur. Uh, I think there was another as well. Um, there was definitely another who's off the books as well. But yeah, there's there's so, a big chunk of money. Oh, was it Marnie? There. Did you say Marnie at the meal? Yeah, 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 yeah that was it, yeah. So there's probably about £20,000 a week in those four or five players there. So, yeah, um, if not. More potentially, yeah. and then so if you look at the the keepers situation, Rudd and Maxwell, I'm pretty sure they'll both be leaving. I'm not sure if they'll be loans or permanents. That's probably another fourteen, fifteen trade off, isn't it? Unless it's yeah. like, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be more alone. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. Um, but generally, if you compare it to other clubs, the squad's in quite a healthy shape in terms of contracts. We are, that's one thing the club is very good at, I think. The thing about, the thing about Maxwell is um, it, we might be able to find a buyer for Rudd, even if it's a bottom-end championship team. But who'd want to buy Maxwell? I mean, he barely, he, I think he made one appearance for Charlton. Yeah, he went there yeah. and hardly featured, did he? It's yeah. a weird situation. I don't, I don't know, obviously, what's happened there, but I don't know if they get promoted, if, if there's a chance that he goes there. I don't know. Is that as good a time as any to have a break then, lads? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I think so. Down. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back in part two. Um, yeah, see you in a bit. Welcome back. Um, we've already spoken about potential transfer targets uh, and now we're going to actually look at the actual transfer policy of the club. So I'm sure you all read the LEP every day. Well, I read it at 6am every day because I'm a bit weird. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the LEP have been peddling this phrase of experience for what seems like months. I'm sure it's only been a couple of weeks, but every single day they've highlighted the need for experience. So. Yeah. Uh, what do you, doesn't, what do you doesn't at all smell of something the club have told them to mention, does it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just got an image of Peter Ridge there behind Dave Seddon sat at his computer whipping him well, I've, <laughs> right about experience. Yeah, I've got a picture with, with a gun to his head. Because um, <laughs> the LEP, let's make no mistake, is is the club's mouthpiece. Um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, so a cynic would say that it's to do with season tickets, and I'd completely agree with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's definitely something that Neil wants because he said it himself a few times. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but when you're talking about experience, um, it's not going to be the likes of Charlie Adam. Yeah, I think this is where a lot of fans are getting it. Sort of. I mean, we need to distinguish. We need to make the distinction between age and experience, really. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, like we, we mentioned exactly. Sammy Amiobi as as yeah. unlikely as it is, we're we're far more likely to be looking at a. 27-year-old who's played five-plus years in the Championship than a 37-year-old who's played a couple of seasons in the Prem. Yeah, I think Amiobi's a prime example, yeah. Came in at 26 in January. Yeah. Played a few seasons at this level. Uh, yeah. The one obvious one is Brad Potts. That's exactly the type of experience we'll be going for. Yeah. I think he's 24, maybe 25. He's played over 300 games, League 2, League 1. Um, and I think he's got about 60 championship games under his belt. So that's the type of player we'll be looking for. Um, and if you actually look at Stoke last week, well, they've actually not signed him yet, but if you look at Lee Gregory, Nick Powell and the keeper Davis, they're all the kind of ages and experiences I think we'll be looking for. Yeah. But it's hard to put your finger on who it's going to be. I was disappointed when you guys told me that Adam Davis was off to Stoke because I thought he was a good option. Yeah. If we didn't get Murich. I, yeah. I think he'd have done a job, definitely. Yeah, I think Stoke so, so could do in business that we probably want to do. But they've obviously... Um, they've, they've, obviously got, got, 
Yeah, it obviously got him... more pull in pretty much every sector, whether it's appeal, reputation, finances. Well, uh, from it, a it, finance it... point of view, straight away, they're a Premier League club still, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're being rewarded £40 million this year for getting relegated, so yeah. that's what we're up against. For finishing uh, below us in the Championship. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's a different argument, but that, that could potentially say or tell us why we've not signed anyone yet. I think last season we'd already signed a couple at this stage. Yeah, there was a few yeah. in early doors, weren't there, last season? Yeah, so... Graham Burt being one. Oh, God, that was in yeah. as well, wasn't it? I forgot about <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah the, the Irish thing has got to stop um, for me. It's just yeah. got to The only good one's been Maguire, and he's, he's good. Well, Brown as well, but... I, I would have put that. Brown, Brown really came in before the Irish th- the Irish thing started. Yeah, that, well, that, wasn't wasn't he a Hemmings signing? I, I'm sure I'd heard that Hemmings recommended a, him. To... I think it was a Hemmings horse racing mate signing. To be honest, um, oh, I think he was. Very what was he? Yeah, I don't know what Trevor Hemmings gets up to, but um, I think he. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's 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 a I thought. Let me just I am a Trevor Hemmings fan. Trust me, I am a Trevor Hemmings fan. Yeah, it's weird that the scout one, that found us our best player, arguably our best player, was an old man in a flat cap at Aintree. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. No, that's not how it works. But um, <laughs> So the, the reason that it's probably going to take longer is because if you look at the market, we're probably fishing in a bigger market now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that old cliche of uh, we're, we're a small fish in a bigger pond, aren't we? Yeah, that that's it. So, it remains to be seen how competitive we'll be in that market. But Neil must have been given some assurances. You'd so, like to think so. And a couple of well, people. I mean, if, have, if he had, he'd probably be West Brom manager about now. Yeah, uh, and I mean, a couple of people I've spoken to are very confident about bringing some bigger players in. Um, Do you reckon we'll break I, our transfer record? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we I think we probably will. But I mean, this is going to sound, especially to Ollie, quite hypocritical coming from me. But I think I, I'm not bothered. I mean, if we get decent, mm. if we get a decent player in, then yeah. the, never, the, the never, actual transfer record itself be down. I'm, I'm, yeah. I used to be, but I'm no longer I've one never of those people who yeah, about never that. that. I've never understood it at all, Dan. Um, I think in the past, maybe four or five windows, we've, the outlay has been ten million. Yeah, so yeah we we've also, spent we've spent big money, but we've spent it wisely and and spread it, spread it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think people like you've both said it. I don't really understand the, those people that sort of cling on to uh, a, a number I, as, as being a judge of whether we've done good mm-hmm. business or not. Because as, as, as I said, I, w- I was one of those people until. 12, 18 months, 12, 18 months ago. Well, and a prime example is Ben Pringle, isn't he? We signed him when we came up and apparently we, played, we paid like three quarters of a million for him. Yeah. And he's arguably one of our worst signings since we've been back at this level. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, what it was for me when I was obsessed with the transfer, not obsessed with the transfer fee, but when, it, when, it, when I thought it meant something, it was, for me, it was a sign of like progress. Yeah, so finishing that sort of, new signings, transfer policy, whatever you want to call it, section off. I think the, the key thing is, like we said, that we are now certainly a smaller fish, big, uh, 
a smaller fish in a bigger pond and there's more teams in the championship that yeah. have a lot more money than us than <clears throat> yeah so I'd say has. past three or four years we've been competing against kind of the bottom six championship teams and probably the top kind of six league one teams yeah but now you'd say we're probably competing against 12 plus championship teams um but I'd say we are an attractive club. Obviously, the manager's the biggest pull that we've got. Yeah. Because his record with young players is probably himself. right up there. It's right well, up Especially there. now he's had that link with West Brom and he's been talked about with a move to a major club. There's yeah. now going to be that extra sort of credibility to and him. And the fact that he's got a three-year deal as well. I think any players coming in yeah. that want to work with a manager like him, the fact that there's a bit of security around the manager, the fact you know that he's got two and a half years left to run on his deal is going to be a big thing for any potential, someone like Luke Connell, for example. Yeah, obviously I don't know how players decide upon moving to a club, but I think just a squad in general would probably make me want to sign for p Just yeah. the characters in the squad. We don't really we have don't. any bad eggs, especially, do we? We've probably got one of the best squads in, in the league in terms of character. Yeah, 100%. Uh, in terms of the squad and character... I think you could say that pre-season's the time that character is built amongst players. Uh, do you think this will be... Is it the third season in a row, if we end up going, that we'll be uh, um, back at Fire Island? It'll be the third or fourth. Yeah. yeah. Is think, it maybe about time to mix things up a bit, do you reckon? Or I don't... The thing is, I'm not against Fotter Island in any way, shape or form. It's the actual friendlies. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, the quality of friendly. I mean, because a, tra- a training camp's a training camp, really. When you when you get down to the grassroots of it, no pun intended. But it's playing teams like Cove Ramblers. I mean, what was the fucking point of that? Yeah, but do you want, do you want to know a little stat about Cove Ramblers? Oh, go on. I know exactly what you're going to say here. Yeah? Little nugget. They've played teams who have been promoted for the past. Oh yeah, this two yeah. preseasons. So, the past three pre-seasons or two, they've played teams and they've been promoted two seasons later. So we played Cobra Ramblers, not last obviously last pre-season, so we're going to get so, promoted next season because so of that. It's, so it's our year. So well, the no, Cobra Ramblers got promoted last season and they played them the start before. of the season previous to that yeah. and then it was Fulham the same. Yeah, so Dan, that was not pointless in any way. That was... That was a promotion part, tactic. <laughs> it was literally part of the plan. I mean... Ollie, do you want to just give the club a bell and let them know that they have no choice but to get promotion this season? Yeah. I've already told them. I've been on the I've been on the blower to Peter Isdale. Don't worry, Jake. <laughs> well, and um, Tom, Tom, Bar- Tom Barclays and scored a hat trick that game, so that should be a sign that he should sign on as well, surely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But going back to the actual games, obviously we played. Did we play a couple of teams in Ireland, or was it just Cove Ramblers? Uh, well, we, we played we played Cove Ramblers, and we played that behind closed doors game against Fulham, where we got absolutely fucking annihilated. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say we played Fulham as well, didn't we? Yeah. Was that that was the season before, wasn't it? Um, oh yeah, because it was it was when they were in our league, so it wouldn't have been. Yeah, that it, yeah, yeah. It, it was the season but, if you look at it, we've stopped playing Chorley because they try and kill our players, but we still play Bamber Bridge, and then you've got. Your usual three or four non-league slash League Two Northern clubs. You see, I quite like the Brig game, and I know you'll disagree with me on no, this. No, no, I don't. I, I do like the Brig game. I think that's oh, fine. Do you? Because yeah. I, I mean, my my reason for liking it is that it basically keeps them going. Yeah. So 
There's nothing wrong with that. That's always the first game, and that's just to blow off the cobwebs. Nothing more. That's not in any way a tactical. What I I wouldn't do is, like, last year I think we played, what was it, we played, like, Morecambe, uh, Fylde and somebody else. Yeah. In the space of a a week. And, like, we could probably get away with just playing one of those type of clubs and waiting a couple of weeks until we play somebody bigger and more of a challenge. Yeah, I think if you look at... Because we also also play two Premier League clubs as well, don't we? So last year it was West Ham and... No, we only played one last year, didn't we? Yeah, last year was just the one. But it's usually usually two, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was just West Ham, wasn't it? I think the year before it was Stoke and Newcastle. Um, Yeah, I I think I went to both of them. I went no, to no we, we played Burnley last summer as well. Oh, yeah. Burnley, oh, of was... course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't we play them the season before that as well? Yeah, played them the season before, yeah, as well. Sean Maguire, that was his first game for us. In that yeah, and he scored as well. And he, he, was, he was shit hot, he was. Um, yeah. But if you look at how we've started the last couple of seasons, no one can tell me that's not to do with the pre-season schedule. I know we won the first game against QPR. But... Well, the, the season before that, we started really well. Did we? Yeah. We, we read after Alex Neil. I thought we were about mid table, weren't we, after the first few games? Well, oh. we, we, we had a 1 0 home win against Chef Wednesday, didn't we? But then, but then we sort of stuttered and had to rev up again. We had a few draws. I think we drew away at Leeds. Oh, um, did we well, we, yeah, we did start really well. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting mixed up with Grayson's last season. Then. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. But even so, I think. The general point is we need more, we need something fresh, we need something more intense. Yeah. So if you look at Derby, for example, I think they played three German clubs last summer in the space of a week. Um, Sheffield United played, I think they played a couple of Italian clubs. Um, I don't just want to play clubs for the sake of it, but playing Halifax and Morecambe, I just don't think it does enough. No, and, and so, Fylde. So you can chuck them and Fylde, yeah. Is there any, any think... of those clubs? The, was it Oldham that we played last pre-season? Yeah. You can chuck that in with the Chorley one in terms of teams trying to... Oh, no. Was that... Oh, that might have been last couple of seasons because Callum Woods got injured there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Sean Maguire like, came off last season. Uh, Darnell Fisher nearly got himself in a boxing match. Yeah. You don't Fisher could get in a boxing match with pretty much any player in the football league. He could get in a boxing match with himself, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, um, I just think something needs to be freshened up a bit. That's all. Yeah, well, did you not say that there was talk of maybe playing Mainz? If aren't they on a pre-season? Yeah, tour? I think they're coming. To, I think they were meant to be coming to England. I don't know if they still are, but you I should mean, just you should snap at the chance to play against a club like that. Yeah, that that that's a game that would be massive for yeah. the the yeah. preparations for the season. Yeah, just I a remember. genuine a genuine quality opponent. Yeah. I remember one, some, one summer when we were in League One, we just randomly played AEK Athens. Yeah, I remember that. Scored a wonder goal, we won 1 0. Jeffrey yeah. Monacana now turning out for Wealdston. But yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know in terms of the actual finer details of a pre season, uh, sorry, a pre season. Mm. But I do think that mixing up the. Uh, the friendlies wouldn't go amiss and, and maybe add in some sterner tests in there. Well, I don't think sterner tests would hurt us. Oh, it, would be, so, it would with you, Dan. It would with, you, worth, it would with you. Hey, any loss in is a meltdown in pre-season. That's not... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we should find out within the next week anyway. 
Yeah, they'll they're, be. They're pretty late getting it out, to be honest. Yeah, they are. Oh. Uh, but it's probably because they spent so much time not getting the kit out so late to appease all the fans. Yeah. Which I think probably moves us on to. I was going to say, a nice section. little transition, that, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, should, we, should we move on then? Yeah, any other business? To the kit. Yeah, I think the, the kit, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a home kit, it's North End, it's blue, it's white. But, it's, a, it's a kit, really, isn't it? But, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just not. The, the blue triangles make it look a bit like something that I'd wear at school in a rugby match. I was going to say it looks a lot more like a rugby league kit than it does a, yeah. uh, a football kit. But I mean, then you can talk about the aesthetics of a football kit all you like. But I mean, it's a kit when it comes down to it, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think uh, it's safe right. to say that we're all in agreement that. All the sort of Twitter meltdowns that we see when a kit gets released, uh, massively. Yeah, like I'd, I'd understand if it was absolutely fucking horrific, but it's not. It's not. It's just a shirt. Really. Yeah. Um, but on a serious note, though, with the kits, there's a lot of people that are unhappy with uh, the Just Sport deal, and I kind of get it. I, uh, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, I, I mean, I've not really got an issue with Nike. It's just a the brand. Um, yeah. Personally, I would prefer Adidas, but well, that's the I, thing. The the Adidas sort of generic, or Adidas, or however you want to say it, their sort of generic uh, football kit for this season that actually looks really smart. Like, have you seen Ipswich's kit for next year? Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Um, I quite like a sort of reverse version of that, where we have the their blue bit, their blue, blue bits white and. They're white bits blue, if you know what I mean. Have, have you seen Bristol City's kits? I've not, no. They They produce the kits themselves. Oh, yeah, Gillingham do that as well. They're really smart, though. Obviously, p e would never do that. but Well, we used know. to, didn't we, with kit? Yeah. I think the, the Just Sport thing, and they also, I think they, do they pretty much control the club shop as well? I think that's yeah. just, that's outsourcing purely for financial reasons. Yeah, I was going to say, from a club yeah. point of view, it, it ticks boxes because yeah. it's one less thing for them to worry about. It's, it's just guaranteed income. It's like the catering as well. Yeah. That's the same. It's just outsourcing, guaranteed income. Um, but the cater, I mean, maybe maybe we could talk about this uh, and we could have a whole section on this on the other po- on another podcast, but the catering is joking. Yeah. I'm not it's getting into like joke. football finance module, but I'm just going to give Kieran Maguire a shout out anyway. But the thing is, Football clubs are monopoly, so they can just treat fans like shit and get away with it. So that's why the catering's shocking, yeah. and and the club shop's pretty poor, isn't it? So the Sheffield Wednesday game, that there was an attendance, there was an attendance of what sixteen, seventeen thousand. Mm. I I went down for a bottle of coke at half time. By the time I got there, they'd run out yeah. for a game that was about eight thousand below capacity. The thing is, I love the staff at, at PE because I once paid for a pie with a five pound note and I got more than ten pound change back. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've got a similar story. So uh, I, I'm fully behind that, but I've never had I've never had that at North End, but I have had it on a bus, which was superb. Yeah, the, the kit isn't a big issue. It's the deeper issue really behind it, which is how is the club going to move forward in terms of. I think Bristol City is a really good example. They've got the fan zone. Um, they produce their own kits and just the general engagement's a lot better. Um, yeah. But I've, I don't care about a kit because I'm not 10 years old. Well, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, as long as there's hoop socks, we can all be fine. Well, yeah. I prefer um, not to be hoop socks. Well, that's that, that's that's the main thing that I find absolutely mad is the absolute insistence on it. I've no idea where it came from, and I've no idea what's the, what the point From League One, wasn't it? We had hoop socks, and then the season after, we went to just white ones with some blue trim on somewhere, and people were like, oh, they look shit. I've never even noticed that we wear hoop socks. I don't notice it when we're playing. Well, a lot of players wear that much tape, you don't notice them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so DJ's got his first call-up for the Jamaican national side, uh, but to add a bit of context, it is in a pool of 40 players. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Do either of you follow DJ on Instagram? Yeah, uh, I'm not. I thought it Instagram, was. I thought it was very, very strange that he was. He's in been Jamaica. in Jamaica for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. He's obviously born in Kingston, so I'm surprised it's taken. How old is he? 25. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, 24, he's 25. Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought there might have been personal reasons why he's not played for them in the past. Um. He's obviously good enough when you. If you look at their squad... I well, I mean, they're, they're, not ex- they're not exactly a strong team. Are well, they? two oh. names that stand out, uh, Leon Bailey and Michael Hector, and outside of that, I don't think I could tell you anyone yeah, else I in went, the squad. I went through their squad the other day and 80% are playing in, in the Jamaican league. So, yeah, it, it's strange timing, but I'm pretty sure he should make that 23-man squad. You'd like to think so. Maybe he's holding out for an England call-up. I don't know, maybe. I honestly don't know, but it, it's strange to have taken Maybe so he wanted to get into the Irish squad with the rest of them, uh, which I think moves us on nicely to the fact that Alan Brown, yeah. Callum Robinson, uh, Luca Connell, Luke Connell, and Sean Maguire, North Ender, and Sean Maguire are all away for the next two weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brownie's been in, in, the, in the post today, in the LEP. Um, filling a, filling an article saying how he wants to impress because he couldn't really get the chance to impress under O'Neill, mainly because they were treated like animals every day. Um, yeah. But I'm probably going to watch. Sounds the like game. absolute workhorses, weren't they, under O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah, they have side games and training and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who knows about McCarthy? But they could. It's very uh, possible that we could see Robinson on the left, Brown number ten, Maguire up front. Um, starting for Ireland, so that'd be well worth a watch. I think they play in Mexico and Denmark in the next couple of weeks. Couple, couple of games, yeah, couple of games so, yeah, definitely. Well, well worth a watch. None of them, none of the three players have scored for Ireland yet. No. Uh, Brown has in a friendly against Celtic. Yeah, that that doesn't count. Well, that doesn't really pass. count, does it? No. Yeah. So be good, be good if one of them could get off a mark and hopefully yeah, definitely. injuries. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think are we. Are we done, boys? Yeah. Cool. Um, right, well, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll have another podcast for you very soon. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again. Don't forget, you can keep up to date with everything that's going on with us uh, from the Finney on social media as well. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, just give us a shout on there. Thanks very much. Uh, Thank you. See you later, Dan. See you later, Ollie. See, see you, guys. Mate. See you, Dan. See you, Dan.